Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. She's like crying with laughter right now. Shut up and sit down. I learned in the pool with Elmac that at old age retirement, there's still good sex. Yeah, there is. Bring so they go condo to condo, and they hook up with each other, and they bring their luggage. So not a duffel bag that you have to carry. They bring their roller luggage. luggage to each other's condos and hook up with each other. So it gave me a little bit of hope about retirement life. Thinking that what life is luggage? going to be okay. The sex? Like the sex? Car- the amount of sex yes. toys? I think, the, I think it's just easier for them to carry their clothes. And she, uh, goes, because- she goes, I don't want to be the talk of the condo, but I'm going other places to have sex. <laughs> Yeah. I have to I have to ask the question that's on all our minds. Judy, did you bang an old guy? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, all right. But I will tell you So what. you say. I tell you what. I tell you what. There's some good-looking old guys down there. Great. Hey. Yeah, so that was great uh great sounder. I love that you put together, Dan. Thanks for that. It's very funny. Now, it's interesting that you say that because I don't know if you're being sarcastic. Like, does that mean that he didn't get my email or does that mean that he didn't know how to put it in? I enjoy mysteries. I enjoy mystery novels. I enjoy <laughs> mystery. Let's, let's not joke. I haven't read in years. Um, but no, what it means is, is I saw your email and I know okay. one thing you asked was to see if I could funnel the audio into this so we could all hear the beginning sounder. Right. And then uh, I had children, and I didn't get to do that. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm a useless piece of shit. Right. Well, how are you doing, though? Dan, I'm I'm barely hanging on, man. I'm hanging on by a thread, honestly. Thank God for alcohol. Well, thank whatever you believe in. I don't know. Uh, I busted my ankle yesterday. Uh the way the post office works is you work for a long time, but basically it was my six day work week. And I won't get into the details uh-huh. of the scheduling, but every now and then you have to work Monday through Saturday. Uh-huh. So Saturday was my sixth straight day working and I was only a few bundles of mail left to go before I was done. And mm-hmm. I could take Sunday, Monday off, but so you went postal. I, I kind of, I stepped on the space between where the sidewalk ends and the driveway begins, and my ankle turned, mail went flying, I fell down, and because I clutched what I was holding in my in my arm, my arm yeah. came in, and I went down on my elbow and my knee, and I think my elbow, like, like the like the disc part of the elbow, that might be shattered. Okay, good. So did you go now? Did you go to the hospital and how long did it take them for for them to diagnose you with COVID? <laughs> I went to urgent care. Uh, oh, this is COVID. Pam, it's my elbow. I'm limping in and they're like, what's wrong? And I just I know they have to ask, but it's like, really? Yeah, I'm limping. Yeah. 
So they didn't offer me a wheelchair or crutches or anything. Uh, they sure. Did, they, why? Why would they? They took X-rays and uh, didn't find any breaks. But Good. in a lot of those cases, that means it's a lot worse because it's better to break a bone than it is to sprain your ankle. Wow. Anyways, well, uh, so here I am limping around the house now. I don't know if I'll be able to work on Tuesday. My elbow shattered. There's three kids and a wife. Ugh. And you can't even Gross. put a sounder together. But that's fine. No. Yeah. Well, so let me just, I just want to be clear. <laughs> that entire story was to make me feel like shit. Yes. Yes. It worked. It worked. With that being said, um, speaking of, uh, I don't know, things. Ooh, not a good I transition. Yeah. <laughs> awful transition. Um, but I'm really working on transitions with my therapist. Um, with that being said, uh, Chris, welcome to the said. show. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. Um, so Chris is joining us today. Um, he is part of the Star Warriors podcast that I'm on. In fact, I'd say one of the founders of our of that podcast. Um, he is uh, another part of Don'tForgetATowel.com, where you can find our show as well as a bunch of awesome podcasts like Towel Light Talk. Um, isn't it came from the '80s? Isn't that one of your podcasts? It's uh, it's. Casey's cousin, Chris Siever. Okay. So he's okay. been doing, you know, low budget movies for most of his life, you know, under okay. 40 years. And um, so that, so we kind of have like, it's like our sister, sister site. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then, um, you on know, the West just, Coast right now, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. You know, you get a little, little bit of a different uh, perspective uh, in all of this. And I, so I'm really looking forward to talking some current events and little politics. Yeah, it's just we're three hours ahead of you, so we, we kind of know what's going on. We could tell you, though. You're, you're right. You guys are like time travelers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so with that being said, you know, obviously there's a lot in New York. New York was hit the hardest with the Rona, as the cool kids are calling it. Um, you know, California-wise, like, uh, this is the thing. I read... And I look and I see things on the internet, but I don't talk to like an actual person that is to there women in that or state. Outside people, your house. Oh, sorry. No. Go ahead. Yeah, usually, usually. Um, so I mean, hearing it directly from you, being in California, what is what's going on there? You know, virus related. Really, are you guys open, closed? You know. Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, our little politics talk group on Facebook as well, yep. because we have. Mm-hmm we have those different references from across the country. So it's nice to get that perspective from you guys, from sure. our friend Ruben in Florida. Uh, so, you know, in California, I'm, I'm from New York originally, I'm from Western New York. And so I moved out here in 2017. I had lived in New York city area for 10 years before that. So I had, I don't believe in weird things like, um, like making, I had this feeling I had to leave the area and normally I don't like, want to get in like deep into that kind of feeling and, sure. and and purpose and stuff but i had this feeling in 2017 i had to get the heck out of there and it was like no there's go. a term for that there's a term for that it's called anal fissures <laughs> yeah i had them too so the anal fissures like they kicked in and i and i moved and th- three years later the new york city area is in like deep shit so right. there's there's definitely a connection yeah i <laughs> 
I left the hospitality business. I would have had no job at this point. Uh, and it's just, you know, I was pretty happy to come to a state like California uh, and, and still get away from, you know, central Washington after Trump got elected. That was another reason I moved out here. So uh, it just, you know, it's just from Cal- from the beginning, the state has taken it pretty seriously uh, from really, like one of the first states to really go into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our governor has been in, mostly taking it seriously uh, and just leading the way. And so we've been in lockdown for over two months now. Uh, so we did it right around St. Patty's Day. And it was still like the day before that I was going to a, a brewery and, and and wondering like what kind of filth I'm I'm taking into my body and and mm-hmm. just kind of like that was that was the end. And I was also working at a brewery at the point, and that the next day, uh, our boss shut down the brewery under state under state order. So yeah. the thing about this whole curve and flattening the curve. Uh, it's, I believe, you know, that California's done probably the best job overall uh, from the beginning. And right now, we have an issue where state, like some counties are defying the governor's orders. Um, uh. And so now we're watching them, like the count go up uh, and people have been going to beaches. So, I mean, it's it's not too extreme of like the South or, you know, that shithole. Uh, but it's just, it's just like... It's crazy to me because you would think that people are were watching how well we were doing, and then all of a sudden, you know, they get people get bored and they want to go back to their normal lives and and fuck everybody else over. So, freedom, um, yeah, freedom, freedom. Uh, eat your freedom fries and go fuck yourself. But um, it's 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 crazy because we were doing so well, and people, I just I don't think they believe in numbers anymore. I'm not sure what facts are. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the time we live in now. Yeah, I uh, you talked about time travel briefly, and I that made me think about what if we could go back in time right now to the nineteen what fifties or sixties when all of a sudden car manufacturers decided to put seatbelts into cars and to not only make it optional but it was a standard thing, and of course the laws followed that everybody had to wear seatbelts. That's akin, in my opinion, to what's going on right now with face masks. These people don't want to have to wear a face mask. They don't want to be told what to do. Um, and I wish we had someone on here that was old enough to remember, but uh, I, I believe it's probably very similar. Why is the government telling me to wear a seatbelt? That's awful. That's so stupid. I can survive in this Corvair. But, yes, if I get hit at 30 miles an hour, 10 <laughs> people die. But I'm an American, and I don't want to wear my seatbelt. Like that's, that's the attitude I'm getting when people talk about face masks. But two, but two, Dan. I think I think first of all, you make an amazing point. The seatbelt uh, correlation. I, I I see that. That makes so much sense. But it's also this group of people, and I I, I hopefully you guys agree. This group of people that cannot admit when they've been wrong about something. Cannot say I had an opinion. I'm now educated. Mm-hmm. And now I've changed my opinion because I'm now educated. And and I'll I'll throw myself under the bus with this one, the mask thing. And Dan knows all about this. Mm-hmm. I when the mask when the mask thing started, I was like, I'm not gonna fucking wear a mask. I don't need to fucking wear a mask. And I tried to justify it. But then, and then the mask I, fairy came into your room at night <laughs> and touched me and so many yes. places. Yes. Um, but no, then I, I, I read, I talked to other people, and then I said, hmm, 
it's okay that I'm wrong. It's okay that I'm educating myself. And now I wear a mask everywhere. I even went, our town was giving away free masks. I went and got a bunch of free surgical masks. I wear it everywhere I go now. And it's these group of people that think that that's a weakness. They think that that is a weakness. Yeah, sad, isn't it? Go ahead, Chris. What's insane to me is these these morons in Michigan, as they, they go into their protests and they storm their capital uh, with their AK-47s and whatnot, yes. but yet they're still wearing masks. I, I, I'm, I'm very confounded by this. Is it like, <laughs> hi, I'm a pussy. I don't want my boss seeing my face, uh, which is which I'm pretty sure it is, because if, if you really don't believe in it and you're still wearing a mask, what is that mask for? Uh, I don't know. They're not like cool army or like militia face masks. They're just face masks. So what are, the, what is their purpose? <laughs> yeah. The problem is this huge, I mean, obviously there's a sliding scale there, Chris. I'd say that there's some people that are wearing militia gear with no face masks and there's people wearing militia gear with face masks. And I think that there's people wearing their Sunday best with nothing on and they're protesting and they just want haircuts and, you know, I think there's a whole gamut of people out there that respect the virus but are just tired of it. And I think there's a lot of people that have no idea what they're talking about. And they also have access to guns. And that's scary. Um, now, I actually forgot what I was going to say, but... <laughs> uh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, so I heard that in Michigan, you you can't bring like protest posters into the Capitol, but you can walk in with your, your gun. I, I don't understand these these oh these right, things right, right. like that. It's insane to me. Sorry, uh, I was gonna draw. I was gonna try and draw a parallel to something. Now that I remembered, uh, okay. I just I just shared a video in my uh, postal union page. There's a UPS driver being harassed on the street uh, by a Karen. And Karen was saying to him, what are you doing? You look weird. You look sketchy. You're walking oh, I street. saw this. I saw and he this. Was, so he has like a U-cart or a tray of packages. And I guess because the, the van doesn't reach the certain parts of the street, he has to like walk up and down the street with like a cart full of packages and deliver it. And he has a helper, too. There's another kid with him. And he's got a UPS jacket on. And he's being harassed by this woman. Like, what are you doing here? Like, we've had break-ins in cars and stuff. And he turns the camera and points to his own badge and he's like bitch i'm wearing the fucking jacket <laughs> like it's so obvious what he's doing it's it's a now joke. i assume and then i assume dan he's black oh yes he's black but then you, you forgot you, to mention that you contrast that oh i don't see color i you contrast that with with these white men walking up to state capitals with fucking yes. military style weapons yes. it's unreal i have to i'll uh, go ahead chris I was just gonna say, I mean, if you were, if these were a group of black men walking up with guns, they'd be, they'd be basically just ground litter after that. They'd be shot down. I mean, what yeah. is the, what, what is this inequality we, we were seeing? Yeah, I mean, that's basically I mean, how the Black, black people, Panther movement started. Right. I mean, I mean, these guys can walk into the Michigan camp with guns, but this, this lady who's sleeping in her house gets shot by the police. So, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, that sounds. Did you see? So obviously we know we all know about Ahmad, Ahmad, Ahmad. I hope I'm saying that right. Rest his soul. The dude, you know, and I love they. Uh, there was a post I saw a list of crimes while being black. 
jogging was just added and sleeping was just added. Yes. <laughs> crimes while being black. Um, but anyway, so there's a guy online that did a YouTube video of him shirtless carrying a TV, no box with cords dragging and he's white. And he's like, I just wanted to do a test and run through a neighborhood just holding this TV mm-hmm. and just see if anything happens. And no one approached him. He's holding a TV that it looks like he just ripped off of someone's wall. And he's just running down the street and no one stopped him. And he's like, if this wasn't a race thing, like, how the hell? Like, if I was black and going back to what you said, you know, and you've got these the white privilege to be able to take an automatic weapon and walk onto state capital steps with automatic weapons, okay? That's that's terrorism. That's not that's not protest. Protest is peaceful. By bringing a gun, it means you have an intention of possibly using it, loaded or not loaded. It is using fear to it sway the tension for sure. Yes, but terrorism, if if I'm correct, is defined as using fear to sway um decision right mm-hmm. using fear to sway decision so with that being said isn't that what's happening with people that are carrying these guns and going to a state capital well, i mean the, really the problem is we all know that they just have tiny dicks that's well, just what's happening and you're right and <laughs> you're right and and i've said this before and i'll say it again um with It's okay to exercise the Second Amendment. I am now a gun owner, okay? But you will never see a photo of my gun on the internet. You will never see a photo of me holding it. You will never see any of that because I'm actually not proud to have it. I'm not proud to have my gun. I have it for protection, and that's it. And there's nothing wrong with people that own guns for their protection. It is when you make it your Facebook photo that it becomes mental illness, in my opinion. Chris, you wanted to say something? I did. Uh, in California, you can you can walk around with a sword on your back, like your Highlander or something. So I'm not out there going shopping with a claymore. You know what? You know, <laughs> I, I could choose to do that. I'd be more than happy to do that. But I mean, and it it just doesn't it just doesn't cope well with you know people looking at you like you're a barbarian or help, something. Help me with uh, the inner nerddom here. What, what is a claymore? Uh, it's like William Wallace's sword from Braveheart. Gotcha. Okay. So if you just want to split somebody in half, that's right. Yeah. If they're, you know, they cut you in line and target or whatever. Right. Yeah. Try going through a security scanner with that thing. Hey, sir. Exactly. At least as long as they can see it. <laughs> this is my legal right. My legal right to chop you in half. Or not. Yeah. That's not illegal. But sorry to carry it. <laughs> yeah. But if I if I may, just for all of us to talk on now, um, if you were to give Donald Trump a rating between one and ten on how he's handled the current pandemic, mm. um, who wants to go first? <laughs> Chris looks like he's uh, just watering at the mouth. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I just I wet myself a little bit just wanting to answer this question. Uh, okay. I, you know that that very stable genius president of ours. Um, he, out of ten, a ten. Like we're talking, I can go negative, right? I mean, oh that's, yeah, yeah, that's that's what scale? I was gonna say. Actually, I'm not kidding. I was gonna go negative. Yeah, I gotta go negative. He he, he doesn't even get a zero. And 
I mean, it's it's got to be negative ten thousand. Yeah, because Rocco, you used the word handled, and, and to me that <laughs> denotes a certain sense of um, competence. And he's yeah. completely incompetent. I mean, there's there's things that happened in two thousand eight, like dismantling that team of scientists that would have actually helped helped us be prepared for things like this. Um, and then there's things where we're finding out now that whistleblowers are telling us that they've told him about this months before it happened. They warned him about supplies, the, mm-hmm. the national stockpile. Um, and all he cared about was the stock market. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody's health. He doesn't give a fuck about numbers, this or that. All he cares about is the stock market. So even when this was a huge impending pandemic and everybody was freaking the fuck out, all he cared about was, oh, but, but, but. It's okay. Keep buying stocks. It's fine. Don't don't sell anything. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Crash. Well, yeah, and Dan. So yeah, I I would agree with Chris. Negative is really the way to go here. I just want I need to pipe in about like just why the economy is so important. We're like his money has got to be all all of his money is wrapped up in that stock market. And that when you look at his business, you know, track to business, everything he's like gone like bankrupt on or getting shut down he's probably got foreign accounts it's just it's all wrapped up in the u.s economy and also with all his buddies across seas you know all his dictator friends that he wants to hang out with in an ft and dick sucking parties you know it's just fucked up it is it is and and the thing is too is the way he his vanity knows no bounds. So mm-hmm. things like I'll just give a little list here. Um, he talked about the rate his ratings for his addresses. Um, that's not something. The latest one I love is Obama's crimes. Did you guys hear about Obama's crimes? Obama um, So yes. So when he was asked, and you can find this, look this up, please, uh, critical masturbators, um, look this up. Um. When a reporter asked him about the crimes, his response was, and I'm paraphrasing, um, you know, you know what they are and you can find them. And they're like, you just got to name, just name, like they're trying to get name a crime, name one, like one, a single one. And he can't, he just, his continuous, oh, you know, you, you know this. Well, number, there's two things here. Number one. Knowing Donald Trump and the way he uses Twitter, if he knew about a specific crime, you know he would put it right up, th- right up there, because he has no decorum. Number two, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Is this important? Do you, Do you see where where I'm going with? Is this impo- Is this important, Dan? Did you just look that up? I tried to, but the uh, website didn't come up with something about the New York Times. And then there was a lot of opinion pieces, so I didn't want to get too much into the opinion stuff. But yeah, yeah I mean, so Chris I had something. You. Do you did you want to join? Did you want to say real quick? Yeah, I mean, it's all. He's like the granddaddy of distraction. I mean, that's that's what it always is. But now we're in this point where the pandemic is 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 affecting everyone. So how can you tr- like try to transition that into blaming Obama uh, when just this week your buddy there, Turtle Mitch McConnell had to backstep his his comments that there was no 60-something page playbook on how to handle a pandemic or everything that they had prepared for uh, in previous administrations. It's all there, and you just want to blatantly lie because that's, I mean, that's your MO. And then once, you know, you're, everybody has to, like, nobody can 
go back on it. And Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Connell has to be look even worse, you know? So it's, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, it is. Here, you know, we could sit here and talk forever and talk in circles about the idea that he's a distractor. He does what he wants. He's a hypocrite. He literally says things that he said he didn't say, and it's on record. It's literally on video. And everybody that works for him is the same way. It's absurd. And we could, it's been like that for the last four years, basically, because he was like that leading up to the presidency as well. Um, it's, it's basically pointless. Where he speaks to his base, his mouth breathing, knuckle dragging, moronic, stubborn, and ignorant base. And those are the people that are still voting. They're the ones that are going to... You talk about <laughs> with this coronavirus thing. It's a direct correlation, Rocco. They don't want to change their minds about a virus, and they're not going to change their minds about Trump. And so we could sit here and talk about it forever, but it, it doesn't really matter. The problem is now we live in a society where people form their own opinions, even if it's based on a conspiracy theory, and they will not change their minds. Now, listen, let me tell you something, Dan, okay? Bill Gates at 5G... Okay, Bill Gates, okay, has built these 5G towers, right. and they're built so when you get the vaccine, okay, they put the trackers in your body, mm-hmm. and the COVID is making us stay home so they can change the batteries in the birds, okay? <laughs> okay, do you see any birds? I didn't see any goddamn birds. I didn't see one bird because they're changing the batteries in the birds, and they need us all to stay home doing because the birds are drones, to watch all of us. Okay, at hang first, on. Let me get my tinfoil hat. I'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> at first, I thought you were crazy, but it's starting to make sense. It's all making sense now. <laughs> a little, a little story I'll, I'll admit to here, Rocco. You, you know about this pretty well, but uh, Chris, sure. a, a friend of ours on Facebook, shared a, a YouTube video on Facebook. Oh, this is. Great. And the link, the link was very legit looking. It had a picture of Dr. Fauci. Uh, split-screen picture with uh, one of these crackhead uh, medical doctors who is going off the rails and saying that medical you know doctor. this whole thing is bullshit, etc. And it's one of those YouTube videos that was taken down. So a friend of ours shared this post and it said, I don't know about this one, I'm, I'm beginning to believe it. Like this one sort of makes sense. And I just got so mad. I didn't want to click on the link because I'm one of those people that doesn't want to even support one more click to something like that. You Did know? you read my comment, though, like before? Did you get to that or you didn't even read yes, my comment? Yes, yes, that's part of the whole thing. I read everybody's <laughs> comments because I was iffy on whether or not it was real or just a joke. And Rocco's comments <laughs> seem to be suggesting that it was real because they were like they were gift comments, too, because you like to speak in gifts. And well, I was like, I was, was like, like, oh, you're so woke, like stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, this is so woke. I said, I don't know, man. I didn't believe any conspiracy theories before, but this kind of speaks to me or something like that. But and then yeah, I which used I a thought, bunch of gifts. I thought you were trying to be sarcastic. I was being sarcastic based on what it actually was. So can right. you tell Chris what the video so, was? Chris, so I, I clicked on the link and it was just, uh, who's that band? It, he got Rick rolled. No, yeah, Rick rolled. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, I know. I, I had that same video shared with me. Oh, you did. Was, you know what the best part about that is, though? It's like, uh, what now? And then you get Rickrolled, and you're like, you know what? I'm so happy I just got Rickrolled. Yeah, I was very relieved, but very also embarrassed because I, 
before I clicked on the link, I told his angry friend, comments, his angry like, comments. It wasn't so much angry. It, it wasn't coming from a place of anger as it was just being stern about it. Like, dude, you've got to stop. Take this shit down. It's not funny. Like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, just stop. Please stop. People are dying. Just stop. And to comment because, on it, Because, too. to be fair, I still have a lot of Facebook friends that are conspiracy theorists. I know a lot of Damn. people my age and younger just delete those friends. But it takes yeah. a lot for me to delete a friend on Facebook. Because I, I don't want to live in a world... I don't want to live in an echo chamber. And so I only unfollow people if they've said something so absurd. I just cannot stand it. So You're still following I, your dad. I have to genetically. <laughs> so I, you know, I got <laughs> I got Rickrolled, but I I I will defend that I, it looks so fucking legitimate. It Especially did. in it, the current climate that we have now, people can literally come out of the woodwork, and you're like, "What? You're a who? You do what? That's insane." You're like, exactly you ever, like, right. Your Facebook friends with someone for like 20 years, and you find out they're an anti-vaxer. You're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, too, though, if I uh, just to kind of branch off, so we have a two part episode, and if you're listening, give it a listen. It's called Born Against, part one and part two. And the dude that posted this was a born again, was raised a born again, and mm -hmm. left the church because of its hypocrisy. So, like, I kind of was hoping that Dan would just know that. <laughs> And know that, like, this dude now, you know, sees through. So, like, I don't know how many born-agains I know that are no longer born-agains. You know, I don't know about you, Chris, and religion. I know you're, I believe you're a devout Buddhist. Is that correct? Um, Shinto Buddhist. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I did a 10-page paper on Shintoism. Yeah. I, um, you know, funny thing is, being raised in Western New York, um, especially the Southern Tier, I grew up, you know, follow like i went to church i went to vbs i did all that stuff i i was you know i my parents let me kind of figure things out on my own and, and so eventually i figured out that it didn't really make a lot of sense <laughs> so um but then you know studying you know growing up and and traveling and and seeing the world and i think that's something that is important for people um because it's easy for these ignorant people just to be like, I don't know anything else outside my own community. I don't know anything else besides what Fox News tells me. Blah, blah, blah. All right. If you don't do some kind of travel, even within the United States, you know, go to these different areas. What are you learning? You're not you're not learning anything. And so, yeah. you know, I just I don't want to say I feel like privileged, but I feel lucky that I have had those experiences and have met people and worked with people of other ethnicities and mm -hmm. saw what why they came to the United States and things like that and different religions and, and things. But when you have this, this religious right trying to dictate how this country should be when we're always like, oh, you know, you shouldn't, you should separate state and, and religion or whatever. Um, it's just, it's scary because it is, it, it, it does get weaponized a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, look at the movie The Book of Eli. You know, I, I couldn't believe, you know, I, I'm assuming both of you saw The Book of Eli, or am I incorrect? Okay. I, sen I sensed it. <clears throat> oh, you sensed it? Yeah, that's a joke. So you, was, you didn't actually... Blind. Uh, no, he was he blind? He was blind. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, you are going to talk to us about the movie, and you don't even understand the premise? Yeah. <laughs> 
an idiot? <laughs> Listen, first of all, I don't need this shit right now. Secondly, um, you know, it was all about weaponizing the Bible. Okay, that's what I got out of the movie. Okay, so how dare you? Right. Listen, um, no, but wait, tell me, tell me that you didn't even know that he was blind. I'm sure that if I would have put the movie in, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's blind. This I only saw like it someone, once, man. It's not like Star like someone Wars. Watching, this is like someone watching The Sixth Sense and still not knowing Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Uh, excuse me. Spoiler alert. We have <laughs> listeners, Dan. <laughs> yes, Chris. Yes. Sorry, Chris. What? Oh, no. Hey, he's dead? Oh. <laughs> Funny thing is, I, that movie was ruined for me um, before I watched it, but. It was still oh, a good really? movie. Um, it was. I. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's M Night Shyamalan, so at least it. That was the high point. That Unbreakable. But um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah. You know. It's 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 tough to even like to relate to it because um. If, if let's look at it this way, what if Jesus came back now? He would probably get stoned by all these people. You know it's that's the bottom line they they don't they don't respect the religion it's not really real to them it's just a, it's just a cop-out well yeah man i mean i think honestly if jesus did come back i think he would have committed suicide after seeing everything that is happening no genocide genocide hey i mean he's got the magical power he's like one of the avengers um but no i, I honestly uh someone in, a, in my family said, I'm voting for Trump because he's the most Christ-like. And, Dan, you've heard me tell this story ad nauseum. And I looked and said, name one thing that makes Trump Christ-like. And they weren't able to actually name anything. I said, we know the dude's never read the Bible. He was asked for his favorite story in the Bible. (laughs) Well, yeah. Thank you very much. That's fair. Um, (laughs) But, like, you know, he was asked to name his favorite story in the Bible. He couldn't do that. I'm I'm an I'm like I'm still flirting with agnosticism versus atheism. But I can still tell you that I truly love either the book of Genesis or or the story of Genesis. I I love that or with, you know, with Adam and Eve. Or I also enjoyed Revelations because give me that heavy metal, everyone's mm. dying kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm 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 non-religious. The chariot, and you can, by the way. It, yeah, there you go. And you're gonna tell me that you can't name one story? You know, I I just see him as more of like an Old Testament guy. I don't know where this like the Jesus side of things come for any of these these people. Honestly, I mean, it's, yeah. Well, remember, not when... love your brother and your neighbor. You know. Oh, no, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, I mean, we could go through all the yeah. characteristics that he does not. But do you remember, it's just as far as being church-like, let's forget the whole Christ-like thing. Let's think about church and organized religion and, and sort of the the traditions that occur here in this country, which is yeah. you go to church every Sunday and you learn the hymns and the psalms. Do you remember, uh, I believe it was Bush Sr.'s uh, funeral? At, at Bush Sr.'s funeral, he's sitting in a row with Obama, Michelle. Uh, you also had uh, Bush Jr. and his wife, uh, Barbara. Sure. Or, and Barbara. No, Barbara was alive Barbara. or dead. 
Yeah, Laura, but was Barbara still alive? I don't know. Anyways, you had all these fucking head honchos sure. there. Yeah. And so they start singing the, the psalms or whatever, and Trump doesn't know any of it. He doesn't know prayers. He doesn't know the songs. He doesn't know shit. Yeah. So you're telling me he's the most Christ-like? He doesn't know church at all. Yes, Dan. Yes, you're correct. You're correct. And I've always thought about, th- speaking of that lineup that you brought up, Obama and uh, and George W., not HW. HW was, was uh, resting in the casket. And then you've got right. Trump. You know, and and a buddy of mine, he always says this. He said, you know, he, he's an Obama fan. He said, I love Obama. I love what he did. He said, I want to get back to the time where with George W., I didn't agree with him. I didn't agree with his policies. But man, oh, man, I would not mind drinking a beer and snorting an eight ball with that guy. Yeah, whereas with he said, whereas with Trump, I don't even want him on my property, right. let alone like I don't even want the guy like anywhere near me. But you know what I mean? Yeah, Chris, what's, what's... I don't even want him on my TV. Right. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about something yeah, as far as right. his personality goes. I'm afraid there's something really weird going on with Trump because people that are close to him know for a fact that he is a germaphobe. When he first ran for president, there was all this shit going around about how he eats steak fucking well done and he eats it with ketchup and shit like that. And it came out later that that's because he's a germaphobe. Yeah, he's weird. Um, and there's only one way to eat fucking burnt to the toast steak, which is ketchup. That's the only way to cover up the awful taste and chewy shit. So I get it. I completely understand that. But if he's a germaphobe, why is he going around not wearing masks? Because he wants to perpetuate a stereotype that this whole thing is bullshit. Votes, Dan. Votes. That's right. He wants those votes. Votes. That's the thing. I said it, I think, Chris, if you remember in our our politics chat that we have, I said uh, someone asked... Why, 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 why would you do this? I think it was Betsy DeVoe. She said that now uh, she wants to pass something that doesn't allow people to um, to say that their coaches molested them or something that wouldn't allow victims to say their coaches raped them. And I believe it was Casey who said, why would you do something so horrible? And my response was votes because you got that coach that hasn't been caught yet. You, you do. And guess what? You just secured his vote. He right. goes for the lowest common denominator, period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Cruella DeVoe, or Duvos, because I don't want to give her like, the credit of saying her name fancy or anything like that. I wish she would just drown in Lake Erie. But, um, uh, <laughs> you know, she she is just horrible. Uh, from She's a that, horrible person. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun, like, like my wife's a public school teacher, and all we see now is she's taking this money and funneling it into like private schools and and charter yes, charter schools. she's all just, about the charter schools yeah as they just slowly do all this stuff to dismantle our society with the coronavirus going on so it's just mm-hmm. this is the ultimate distraction for them because it's real and they know it's real they want to downplay it like we've just been saying so that thing can go and do all their little nasty shit behind the scenes mm-hmm. yeah um, you're exactly right it, it, the entire administration honestly could drown in a lake and I wouldn't just like you said and I wouldn't I wouldn't blink an eye. It'd be great. 
There's not a single person that's qualified on there. Speaking of which, the new postmaster general for the entire United States Post Office donated millions to Trump and is a skilled job cutter. So congratulations. Yeah. So, um, no, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to ask, this is the first time that somebody like it wasn't somebody who'd worked their way through up the ranks of the post office to get the job. This is the first, like, just like with everybody else, Trump just appoints these on. Yeah. yeah, They're just all appointed like stooges. And it's not, I, I know that it's not really fair to say, okay, Trump just is hiring or appointing all these people that he's buddies with. I'm sure a lot of corrupt politicians, politicians have done that throughout history. Democrats, Republicans, doesn't matter. A lot of them do. I get it. But none have been so unqualified as these people that he's bringing in and so transparent. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. The it fuck really does is. Ben Carson have anything to do with housing? <laughs> is that, isn't you, that his name? The black guy yeah, who I ran? Think, I think he yeah, lives in one. Oh, he he has several. If he no. has several, I mean, the dude has a background in in um, medical stuff. He was a he was a heart surgeon, wasn't he? Yeah. The fuck does he do? What is he doing with Department of Housing? That's insane. Because I'm tell I will tell you guys both the conversation that was had in the in the White House or in Trump's camp. Uh, uh, <laughs> we need a black one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. you have to think of a room full of white racists and we're white. We've all been in a room full of white racists. We right. have the three of us. I, we, I'm not saying we were racist. I'm saying we've been in a room because we're white and they look around and they say, I'm safe. And then they say these things. So right. I know for certain you you get all those all those white folks in the Trump administration together. I know the only conversation was we need a black one. So why don't we take a break and I'll come back and uh, we'll talk some more and touch tips virtually. We're going to, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Wear your fucking masks and a condom. Yeah. Just in case we'll be right back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetAtowl.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. The Boy Scouts of America, new sexual training courses. That's right. Obviously, the Boy Scouts of America have been training boys for decades, generations even, and they need to be prepared. Whether they find the sexual journey out in the woods later on in their life or in their own backyards. So the first thing that they want to talk about is tying knots in the end of condoms if you think there's a hole in the end. Obviously, this is one of the most important skills a Boy Scout can know is tying knots. Why not tie it into the end of the condom? It's just a, it's a fail-safe thing, right? Okay. The Scout's Honor Salute of Three Fingers. All right. Now, the three-finger thing, we know where that's going. Now, you want to start with one and kind of slowly expand it into two. And at the end, it's, it's a solid three, right? 
Uh, also, also on the docket for the uh, Boy Scout sexual training is secret keeping. As we all know, Boy Scouts everywhere are going to be facing secrets. So let's get them. Let's get them trained. All right. Thank you. We need new sponsors badly. <laughs> if you're looking to for any ad space, please contact us out of desperation. We will not even charge you. <laughs> and that's probably why the Boy Scouts who have filed for bankruptcy are advertising on this show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even so, look. I, I saw an envelope full of cash and I just read the note inside. God knows we need the money. Yeah, Chris, you look disgusted and, and what? Yes. I just I just had to mention, like, I didn't even get to the Boy Scout level because once I got the Weeblow, I mean Weeblows, I had to quit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, it's I, uh, it's so, uh, but anyway, so we're, we're joined here uh, with Chris um, today, which is, which is awesome. Um, You know, uh, Chris and I. We're, he's the founder of a podcast I'm just super happy to be on, Star Warriors. I fucking love every minute of that. Um, and I know you do a whole lot of other projects. I know you want to talk politics and stuff. We're completely down for that. But we would really love, man, if you just took some time to talk about what you're doing because we love to support people that are uh, awesome. So, Sweet. Well, I I've been writing for... Let me let me backtrack. Uh, so Casey Balker and I, we started a little website called Don't Forget a Towel back in 2012, and that's been kind of our our outlet for geekdom and all our geekly ventures. Uh, so we've been doing doing that for almost you know near near a decade. It's coming up you know over the next two years. We won't be out of quarantine by then, so I'll st- I'll talk about it like it's current events. Uh, but you know we. But it's kind of expanded from there as well. Uh, so we've been doing some podcasts over the years. Tell I Talk, we're at near 200 episodes at this point. Uh, so we do, it's geek news from anywhere from like DC and Marvel and Star Wars to movies and TV and video games and all that stuff. So you can check that out. That's on Google Podcasts. Uh, so we just, we have a good time with that. And like you mentioned, we just, uh, we've been doing Star Warriors which is a lot of fun. I, I've been a big Star Wars fan since I was a kid. Uh, so it was just, and it was something that I really wanted to get going was uh, just kind of a general discussion. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I, I always enjoy yeah. you know, having you on there. And uh, it's, it's, Thank it's you. been a real, you know, it's been a real, real good time. We're almost at what, episode six now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So we just put out one the Clone Wars just ended, so that was that was a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, since yeah, you and I have a lot of similar similar tastes when it comes to Star Wars, so I think that's I think it's a lot of fun. So Chris, uh, what um, is, yeah, what is don't forget a towel. What does that mean? What does that come from? Yeah, so don't forget a towel is a um, it's a book. Uh, it's from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Great book. Uh, so Casey, uh-huh. yeah, so Casey's a big Casey's a big fan. I'm a decent fan of that. I've read it, uh, and so. That was he. He started the site just kind of as a blog, and and then one day I said, "Let's try something more." And so it just kind of evolved into uh, the site it is today. It's just an indie website. We don't really tout that we have a lot of followers, but we have a we have a small following, and we just you know it's just kind of a, it's an outlet for our, for our interests. 
It's good. Okay. Douglas I was Adams. just curious about the uh, the origins. <laughs> yes, Douglas Adams. I keep always draw a draw a blank when it's the author, but gotcha. yeah. If anyways, you know, go out read that book if you haven't. It's it's such a good satire of you know society and yeah. Dan, you'd like it actually. It's it's not sci-fi. I mean, it is sci-fi, but it's more of a just like you said, a satire to just society. Yes, our our previous guest and one of my good friends, Pete, uh, loved that book. Was obsessed with it in high school, and uh, I remember him telling me about the number forty-two. I believe that was a big theme throughout the yes. book, right? The so, answer to life. Right. Right. So it's forty-two. And then there was a movie that came out about it, yes. too. Right? That was not widely uh, praised. Am I right? It was. It did. I think it just it's an older movie now. Um, so it's like it's OK. There was a I guess uh, it was either PBS or BBC did a TV series based on it, which was OK. Oh. Um, it, you know, who was in that? Martin um, Martin, um, Martin Hobbit guy. That's what I'll call yeah, it. Martin. God damn it! He was in the Office, the British Office, and he was it. He was the Hobbit. He played Bilbo oh, in the Hobbit, and the guy who was in Fargo season one. And Alan Rickman, God rest his soul, was a robot in that movie. Yes, he was the robot, and Zoe Deschanel played the. Oh, Sam Rockwell played Sam the dude Rockwell. with the two heads. That shit was hilarious. Anything with um, Sam Rockwell is is worth my time. Yeah. Moon. It, oh. oh, Moon. Don't even get me started on Moon. I cried. Yes. I'm a grown. Yes, Moon was good. Yeah. I cried. I cried. You cry at everything. I do. I really do. I cry. I cry at almost every Star Wars film now. It's it's usually because I'm bullying you through the phone, <laughs> that, internet, whatever I can. I, I just can. don't understand why you have to hold your penis in your hand <laughs> while you're bullying me. That's what freaks me out, and I start. It gives crying. me confidence. <laughs> Well, you're only holding it with two fingers. What? What's there's that, a Chris? hotline for that. So I said there's a hotline for that, Rocco. So <laughs> call it. No, he's I'll he's be been on blocked. The other line. He's been blocked for that. <laughs> yeah, they've they've had enough. They're like, is this about Dan again? You yeah. can barely see his penis. I don't understand why you're so scared. <laughs> so speaking of penises or peni, uh, let's peni, transition. Yeah. Let's Plural. let's transition to the Supreme Court. Uh, I just want all the listeners to know right now that we are in purgatory, waiting on a lot of decisions coming down from the Supreme Court. They are deliberating over cases as we speak. Uh, Both sides have had their chance to make their case um, in several big cases. Only three that I can think of that come to mind, but you should definitely look them up. Uh, Two of which include Trump's financial records and the ability for whom uh, people can subpoena them from so basically the senate wants to subpoena trump's financial records as tax yep. returns um and the other side is saying well that's uh, a little extreme um if we if we do that then we'll have to do that for every president and then the other side goes yeah that's basically what we do <laughs> uh and and the second part of that is that the lower manhattan courts uh have been subpoenaing for these records for a long time now and they that case went to the Supreme Court so that may yield some results because they actually have jurisdiction over him because he was living at the time in New York that's where his financial re- tax return information went so that's huge I mean even if they don't even 
do anything about this until after the guys voted out of office. I don't care. I want him to go to jail. Uh, I want but, him to have to pay a giant sum of money. I want him to have to be fucking broke. But that'll never happen. Uh, there's another thing about uh, abortion rights. And I don't know the details specifically, but it has to do with doctors out of clinics being able to work out of hospitals as well. It's this weird loophole that backwards conservative uh, counties and states are blocking certain doctors from being able to work not just from their local, whether it be Planned Parenthood or whatever, but also through a hospital. Am I right? Chris, does that sound familiar to you? Yes, it does. Um, I just wanted to mention, it's amazing how pro-life these people are until they're not. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that. It's ridiculous. Insane. They care about white Christian lives. That's well, it. Well, the people, so I I know a lot of people that are pro-life, a lot of people that are pro-life, but there's only one person of that huge swath that is actually pro-life. That means they're pro-life, anti-death, anti-death sentence. Precisely. Uh, um, they're also against the kids in cages right now. They're also against. So when they say that they're pro-life and they're anti-abortion, they're actually this is one person out of that huge swath that is actually telling the truth. And the issue with that, though, that I have is I'm sure there are more people like him. So. If those yeah, but they people, don't have a voice because if they step up and say something, they'll be ostracized by the larger community of assholes. Well, he he has and he has been ostracized by yeah. his community multiple times. And I see it publicly happen on Facebook. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You? I no. Is this you? Is the guy you? <laughs> it's not me. But this is the thing: if people would, if people that were truly pro-life understood that pro-life and pro-choice were actually trying to fight the same fight, the same goal. So pro-life wants to stop abortion, right? Pro-choice wants to give as many possible options before abortion because Mm -hmm. they feel that abortion is the last step. The issue is pro-life people don't want contraceptives, don't want sex education, don't want any of that stuff. Whereas if they would just shut the fuck up and be okay with all of that stuff, then you'll both see the abortions go down. It's not that hard of a concept. Chris, you said you were going to say something? Yeah, it just, it all, bo- I think it just boils down to the fact that they just let, let their contingents like just breed and turn into idiocracy. It's, it's basically the route we're on. It just says, breed, 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 stupid, breed your ignorance. And we're just going to outnumber the smart people because smart people are here. They're, they're having hard times, like having babies, like they're mm-hmm. concentrated on careers. It's, it's all boils down to that. It's, it, I'm in that boat. I don't have kids. I'm 40. My wife's over 40. We're not going to have kids. We should have had kids, but you know, life just didn't work that way. But here you have people like crapping out like six, seven children. Mm-hmm. And then saying they're not taking advantage of uh, of of the government, you know, so um, um, socialism and stuff like that. Um, so it's just it's a sad, sad cycle where where one woman can get pregnant, doesn't want to have a baby, but is being told like 
will get arrested if she has an abortion or the doctor will get arrested because she, you know, the abortion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's just to breed the numbers. No, and you're right. And these people, yeah. these people will, will have a Trump flag in front of their house. They'll have 14 children. They'll say, I don't, I hate socialism. Don't make my country socialism. As they go to the mailbox and pick up their check. Mm-hmm. From, you know, not working and all the money they get from having 14 kids from WIC, the WIC credits, uh, all that food stamps. And then in the same breath, talk against socialism. And all that does is tell us the lack of education in this country and the lack of access to education in this country. Well, just to pull it back, pull it back a little bit to steer away from the socialism aspect which obviously you're right about that but just the irony think about the irony of a catholic person a white catholic who doesn't want there to be any abortions okay however let's say the hispanic latinx african-american communities all throughout this country that would like to have access to sex education condoms contraceptives like you said um even abortions if it gets to that point but they're being told that they can't and the irony is that these white catholics don't want more liberal democrats voting and yet they but they want them to be born Mm -hmm. so what do they do they want them all to be born but they then then they want them to end up in jail so that they can't vote Mm -hmm. that's their goal that's the most extreme broad general thing i could have said for a lot of them, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about eugenics here, and I'm not talking about the extreme idiocracy example of, yes, more stupid people have kids, and then the smarter people are outnumbered. And I'm not trying to make a correlation of the Latinx or African-American communities. I'm just saying they're the ones that are being put into the corner, just like baby and dirty mm-hmm. dancing. Okay. Yeah. Nobody puts and, baby in the and corner. These nobody, Catholics, these, these pro the these pro lifers just want everybody to be born. Well but you can't have it both ways. Because you most can't. of those people are gonna end up being democratic voters because they've lived a life of poverty or squalor or you know, being held down and suffering. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be punching up. They're the ones that are gonna be living the life going, yeah. Oh, oh, you fucktards, okay. That's why they gerrymander. That's yeah. why they that's why they make marijuana a schedule one drug. To get everybody rounded up into prison so they can't vote. Yeah. There's anyway. a list of there's a list of fifteen states which would be most affected by by this. And there's a of course there's are the usual suspects among you know amongst these is Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Mississippi, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee and West Virginia. So yeah, the, there are some randoms in there, but even the random ones that clearly aren't southern states are very rural. Oh yeah. Michigan. So, yeah. so the red states. I mean Michigan swung, they're now a red state, but they were blue before. South but Dakota. Still, yeah. I mean, it's I it's drove crazy. to that state. <laughs> yeah, like ouch. I can we just like you want us to secede? Go ahead. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like just go. Just secede. 
Can't yeah, the West Coast I, I, succeed first? <laughs> well, that, y'all are looking to make yourself your own country, from what I saw. That's, Jefferson? you know, that's Jefferson. Like, um, when Newsom, he was like, we're a nation state. And he was just kept touting that, 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 that phrase over and over again. It was just, that's the first step. Um, and because you look at this and remember when they were like, all right, let's, let's declare these states should declare bankruptcy in New York, California, whatever. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We're the states that support all this red state welfare. Yeah. So yes. I, I just don't understand this. I understand it's all fake news, but it's just, it's just controlling the narrative to a point mm-hmm. where you make your followers believe that there is something going wrong with California yet. It's we're paying our more than fair share in taxes to the government so that we can support these other, these other states, but yet we can't dictate at all the way they treat their citizens, uh, going back to the abortion thing. So is I've always been in the boat where this country is way too big for its own right. You know, and, we talk about how there's all these different like sects of the sects of the the country where there's um, the different nations or whatever you want to call them, uh, and it just comes down to that: where are we too big? Should we be breaking off, or should we have less centralized government and have like more smaller governments across the country that would help govern and support the people the way that the states actually set up or the states are set up? Well, that's an interesting honestly, idea, but I'm afraid of that because I, th- I think it. I think it would just turn into a lot of war, interstate war. war. I think we'd have a more of a civil war situation there. But I think that, like, shouldn't we have, like, states, like 50 states that mostly self-govern, however, has a, a federal component that is there to help the states as as needed that would govern. Wait a minute. That's the idea. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait. I thought I thought it'd be easy, like splitting a line down your bedroom. You know, that old trope that you've seen in a hundred movies and TV shows where the siblings don't get along. Don't cross this line. Right. (laughs) But you can't. Right. Um, Because within each state, there's clearly a blue area and a red area. That's the problem. And it's rural versus versus the cities. And it's the same. It's the same thing. If you look at a map. It's the same. Did you know that they so they were trying to explain to Trump that his votes, you know, they're centered around areas that are like towns and cities, you know, and he didn't like that map because there wasn't enough red on it. So they had to like make this. They had to make the red parts bigger Hmm. where the areas the red covered literally no humans live in that area. So, like, if you took, like, the state of Nebraska, for instance, there's, like, a little town with a bunch of farms, but on the farmland area, nobody lives there. So they weren't putting red there. They were just putting red around the town because most of that town did vote for Trump. That's where the votes came from. Right, right. Correct. But he had a problem with that, so they had to make the whole area red because it just looks bigger because he has such an issue. Right. It's like on election night when they when they show you the whole map you know what i'm saying like he's got all these yeah. red states and they're the giant ones wyoming utah you know it's like okay yeah congratulations you got montana guess what 10 people live there yeah. okay a mountain it's, can't vote for you buddy <laughs> it's insane uh it, it's the same narrative like 
you guys know you live in a liberal state, but upstate New York is not that liberal. Uh, it's it's right. a lot of red. I where I grew up, I always call it the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, it's I, I grew up in a predominantly white town with a bunch of racist people, and I was more than happy to get my ass out of there. And so, I when I moved out to California, everybody's like, "Oh, liberal California. California is a huge fucking state. It's the third biggest state in the nation." I'm sorry, but California has a pretty good demographic across the board of red and blue and whatnot. A lot of these people out here, they they don't want they don't want you know they want smaller government or whatever and um and just and just they don't it's it's so messed up to me that people don't understand that there's liberals and there's and there's right wing people in every state i just even in even in the bay area well and i i'm glad largest economy in the world yeah the california itself behind the united states itself it's the fifth largest economy in the world it's insanity but like and to your point I drive, um, I go see my in-laws in the town of Wyoming. I don't know if you're familiar with the town of Wyoming. Um, you know, I don't know if that's quite southern tier. That's close. It's halfway about. Yeah. But on the drive there and on the drive back, there's always a house that I always go by. And it's got a big Confederate flag. And in the middle of the Confederate flag is an AR-15. And on the flag written, again, a big picture of an AR-15 in the middle of a Confederate flag. And the words on the Confederate flag say, come take it from me. And to me, that is mental illness. Yeah, that's Waco, dude. That's fucking, that's Oklahoma bombing. That's all that shit. That's not Waco, but that's Oklahoma bombing, yes. Well, I mean, it's the same mentality. It's it's freedom of religion versus freedom of owning a gun. It's it's you're not gonna stop me, so you're gonna have to have a tank to do it. Well, that's true. It's all it's also like I learned from watching the Tiger King how much freedom of speech we actually have when you can be. <laughs> it's just it's insane. It's just yeah, like literally can be. Like, but wasn't that Florida? But in in general, I mean, Oklahoma. you're online. Yeah, I mean, you're making threats to people online. You're saying you come in here. This is gonna be basic basically Waco. Yeah. So like, where do we draw the line in this country without allowing fascism? I, I, it's, it's tough because it's like, yeah, I should be like, can you say you're going to kill somebody? You know, it's just, uh, well, it's corporate. It's all... it's, it, you're right though, but it's corporate fascism. So right. for instance, in my job, you know, I have a private Facebook account and I have this one for the show. And I can be very loose on what I say on our show's page, as you can tell by the memes. Um, However, on my own page, I've had to tone myself down a lot, especially in the position I'm now in, because clients of mine can see my Facebook. So there are some things I believe that I, I... cannot say regardless dude privacy i can get around privacy settings on facebook Uh, my my son is nine months old he can get around the privacy settings on facebook but in in all seriousness um you know i have to watch what i'm saying and that's in essence you know that's corporate fascism freedom of speech doesn't exist for me i can't get a client on the phone and talk politics with them i can't talk religion with them i'll lose my fucking job i can't do that and it goes the same thing like dan you can't go into the post office 
and just be like, I'm going to light everyone here on fire. Like, you can't just say that. Well, can you? <laughs> okay. Have, it have you? Once. It happened once. <laughs> Funny You're story at a, at a local at another station here. Uh, someone, another carrier, did threaten to kill another carrier. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't huge news or anything because I've said worse. <laughs> sure. But um, you know, yeah, it happens a lot. But it, it, the freedom of speech thing is weird. It's touchy. It's like I I agree that you shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to yell fire in a theater or a public place if it causes fear. If it's going to cause stress or danger on other people for no reason, then you should be shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Don't go ruining everyone else's fun because you're a jackass. Oh, freedom of speech. Fuck off. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I don't think that, that, that people should be having to censor themselves on Facebook at all. And I think the employer... Um needs to recognize the difference between who someone is in their personal life versus who they are uh, in the office. And a lot of those people that are looking at Facebook making those judgments are fucking getting BDSM fucking shit in a closet with a gay partner, you know what I'm saying, behind their wife's back. Like, fuck, what you do in your home has nothing to do with what goes on at the workplace. The only thing that they should be censoring themselves on is if they're trying to say something negative about their workplace on yeah. social media. That's the only part that I think crosses the line. Yeah, and you know, the thing about the fire, like yelling fire or, or threatening people in public and but and that sort is the same thing as terrorism. If you're causing yeah. fear, like yeah. words are a weapon. They are. It, it, you don't need a gun to to cause fear and anxiety amongst amongst people. It's just like uh, Sometimes where where do we rewrite the constitution? Like when does that come about? Why do we have the young, one of the youngest constitutions in the world that hasn't been overthrown or where people got beheaded or whatever? You know, I it just these there's always loopholes, and that's right. what, well that's the amendments amendments. Uh, and you're right, and that's the thing that's annoying is like you talk to these people that are constitutionalists. And they'll tell you the First Amendment, they'll tell you the Second Amendment, they'll tell you the Fifth Amendment. But if you're like, what's what's the 17th Amendment? You know what I mean? And I'll tell you right now, the 17th Amendment is that you are allowed, you must have a jury of your peers, mm. right? When it comes okay. to court. You know what I mean? So, right. guys, I just made that up. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what the and point is. I believed is. you. I believe <laughs> you. But do you see what I'm saying? That's my right. point. I literally, I have... I don't even know what the 17th Amendment is. I don't know. I have no idea yet. Chris, yeah. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I, I do know what the 25th Amendment is. But um, the I guess in relation to this, what I'd like to kind of bring up is um, the fact that if we were to say, hey, the 25th Amendment allows us to get rid of the president because he's unstable or he's... Yeah. You know, he's he's endangering everybody around him and he's endangering our country by reopening it. But the point is, like, who's going to back that? So we have these amendments, but who is enforcing them? Right, Mm -hmm. right. No, that's that's scary. 
So it passed yeah. by Congress May 13th of 1912 and ratified April 8th of 1913. The 17th Amendment modified Article 1, Section 3 of the Constitution by allowing voters to cast direct votes for U.S. senators. Prior to its passage, passage, senators were chosen by state legislatures. So the 17th Amendment allows you to vote for your senator. See, and that's, and that's why you should research things. That's why you should absolutely research things. <laughs> Speaking of research, um, let's let's let our sponsors get a couple things in here. What do you guys think? I agree, and we'll come back with our everybody's favorite. Fuck you. Fuck you. And we will be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. And we're back. Oh, God. Everything hurts. Exactly. <laughs> Masturbation sounds. So it's everybody's favorite part of the show, Fuck You, which is our airing of grievances. Um, speaking of an airing of grievances, I'd like yes. to have a two-second pause for Jerry Stiller. Um, for his airing of grievances during Festivus, because Festivus was for the rest of us. So uh, that's going to start right now. All right, Jerry, that was two seconds, um, which is what you would have wanted. I got a lot of problems with you people. Um, So anyway. um, Great character, great actor, um, even a great bit. The whole Festivus bit was fantastic. The the poll, um, the airing of grievances. I mean, who honestly decides to make up a holiday one and then two one of the tenets of the holiday is that you have to fucking yell at each other you have to bring up old shit like that's insane i love i love that though when he's explaining it to kramer he's like and as i was raining blows upon this man's head i thought (laughs) there has to be a better way (laughs) uh chris are you a big seinfeld fan or Oh God, yeah. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Right on. Larry David, love- Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. like my my biggest comparison sometimes is like with Casey and I. It's like he's Jerry, I'm George. It's it's perfect. Yeah, I can. Yeah, uh, we I do that with with my group of friends. Uh, Dan, I don't know who you'd be. You're a bit of a wild card. I. I... I guess I identify with a lot of those characters. A bit of George, a bit of Kramer. Um, yeah. Elaine's dancing. Yeah. Oh, especially Elaine's dancing. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's actually very true because I will was not, not go anywhere dancing. near a dance floor. Did you guys? Um, I'm sorry. Before my fuck you, I have to say one more thing about Jerry Stiller. Um, Michael Richards, lovingly known as Kramer, mm-hmm. has stayed off social media forever he started his first social media account a couple days ago just to memorialize jerry stiller and it's in his post i didn't have social media i literally created this account to say these words and then he talked about how much of an impact jerry stiller was on his comedic life and i i just think that there's such a treasure was lost such a treasure he just needed to tell his son to start making better movies but anyway um 
Oh, and I and I'm a Ben Stiller fan, and I love Ben Stiller, so I'm allowed to say that. Anyway, um, with that no, being go ahead, said, fuck you. Go ahead. Fuck you to people with loud vehicles oh, that okay. feel a need to be loud. I don't care. Sorry, your Harley Davidson telegraphs the size of your penis, and it's small. Okay. Um, you know, these people like get your car fixed or if it's like, yeah, look at my big muscle car. It's gotta be so loud, dude. I have seen super, super cars that are not that loud. In fact, I know of a Tesla that goes zero to 60 in like four seconds. You know what sound that makes zero. So you mean to tell me that your car or, or your motorcycle or whatever needs to be that loud. It fucking doesn't. There's no need for it. I have children. They're trying to sleep. Fuck you. Honestly, yesterday, and this is where it comes from. Yesterday, we're sitting in the house. We're trying to get little man down at night. Dan, I missed the group call last night. I don't know if you were on it. I thought you were on it. No, I was supposed to be on it, but my son wouldn't go to sleep. Oh, no. I We were having a bad night. The kids were causing a ruckus i had a bad ankle it was was not good that's my night the kid my son wouldn't go to sleep last night so he couldn't get on the the group we do like a group zoom beer thing but anyway um i couldn't get on because that so we finally get him down and he's like down you know and a guy in a harley flies by the house pipes and wakes my son up again right and honestly, all I could think about in my brain and brain of brains and my heart of hearts was that guy flipping his motorcycle onto his face and just sliding for a good 40, 50 feet on his face. Helmet pops off. So he's just getting the real gravel against the cheek. Yeah. I didn't want him yeah. to die. I don't want him to die. I'm not a monster. Okay. I'm not a monster. <laughs> but I would have loved for him to flip the bike, total the bike total the bike and just rip most of his cheek skin off. <laughs> and that's really it. I don't even wish any broken bones upon the man. So honestly, I think I'm being, I think I'm being pretty easy going on this one. So that's my fuck you. And I'm sticking to it. That's yeah, a good that's fuck. Great. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Thank you. That was for Jesus. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll go and then I'll let Chris um, be the cherry on top. Uh, I just you know I like that. Can I just piggyback for a little bit on the whole motorcycle thing? There's someone across the street from me who likes to use their motorcycles a lot, and the weather's getting nice, of course. And <sighs> the the revving of the engine when you start, I actually I think that there's science to that. I think they're helping to warm up the engine or something like that. I, sure. I don't know. But when Maybe. you're coming when you're coming home. There's no need for that. I, you're just being a dick. So fuck you to that guy. Um, but my real fuck you was the conspiracy theorists out there. And somehow they're tied to the anti-vaxxers. And man, the government's just lying to us, man. We're fucking sheep. Man. Don't be a sheep, man. Fucking, yeah. they're just telling you this, man, so that you can, you, you fucking follow the rules. And now you're, now you're doing what they tell you. Like, dude, <laughs> how many more bodies i have to pile up shut the fuck up i don't even get let's say it is fake okay for the sake of argument it's fake 
So what? You got to wear a fucking mask for a couple of months? You got to work from home? You got to collect unemployment, which, by the way, you're getting more unemployment with that $600 extra a week bonus than you than you were actually making working your job, most of you. Not me, but I get it. So yeah. shut the fuck up. I mm-hmm. hate you. Fuck you, die, conspiracy theorists. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. And to, to piggyback off the piggyback real quick, <laughs> I hate the conspiracy theorists, too. Because when we go out and spend money, we pay taxes. That's all we are to this government is walking fleshy ATM machines. If I can't leave my house to buy any stupid commercial or or any item that I want and not pay any tax on it, then they're not getting any money in their coffers. So as far as I'm concerned, your conspiracy is invalid and you're stupid and die. (laughs) Chris, please. (laughs) Round it out there, Chris. I, I fully agree with both of you. Uh, just quick piggyback off Rocco because in California, there's a lot of outside dining, especially just these little spots and, you know, just on the sidewalk and before the Corona, before the virus, um, in the dark times. But you just sit there and these assholes would ride by on their bikes and clearly just try to deafen you out. I remember my father came to visit and he was just like yelling at them. <laughs> like, Dad, stop yelling at the, they can't even hear you. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, it's and yeah, conspiracy theorists. I tin hats X Y Z insane to me. I just it's it's sad because when people want to actually follow those narratives, it's just it, it just they're everywhere. It just, they're they are everywhere. And it's just why why do you need to tell yourself alternative facts all the time? Why do you have to live in that world? I mean. I mean, it's like I said, they're all they're all 89ers to me. Um, but my real my real fuck you is to the enablers out there uh, who people who are smart enough, people who've been through the ringer um, and just have seen it. And but they still continue to either enable the narrative to their own their own their own advantage. Uh, one of the biggest enablers out there, Mitch McConnell, uh, Turtle man, there's a lot. Turtles. It's just, it's disgusting that it's you Republicans all want to be lobbyists someday. Uh, um, you know, Mitch McConnell down. Like these these younger Republicans in in politics, they just will be yes sir, yes man's whatever. You know, it fuck off. President of the States office should be respected. Uh, Democrats and Pelosi, my counterpart here, just want to shut Mitch, down Mitch, government. Mitch, huh? Huh? Mitch, put you're your on the show next show. week. You're uh, on the show next week. This is Chris. Chris is our guest today. Mitch, just, Mitch, come right. back next week. It's okay. <laughs> it's so gross. It just it hurts everybody. It doesn't allow us to move forward. I mean, when Mitch McConnell blocked Obama from 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 you know putting somebody on the Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court. Now we're in the position we are because they allowed Trump to do it. It's just this this total authoritarian government that they're trying to create, and it's just how how do we get to this point where a TV host is our president, and he has such like faithful backing that it's just throwing our country into the hole. Uh, so you went soft. You went soft there, Chris. No, he's not a TV host. He's a fucking rapist. Right, a TV raping 
He loves to rape TVs um, and everything <laughs> He's around. He's a sexual him, like, assaulting <laughs> predator. He's a fucking predator. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah. Uh, God, grab Mitch McConnell's pussy so hard he loves it. So I guess that's it. I mean, it must come down to that. It's not even. He has no dick. Um, he just has a nice soft spot there. To so grab. wait, does your fuck you to Mitch McConnell? Oh yeah, the biggest one, and oh. all the enablers. Got you. Love That's, it. Love it. I'm I'm in a hundred percent agreement. Swinging with a um, big stick there. I like it. Exactly. So Daniel, Dan, yeah. in your yes, NASA shirt. I your NASA it. shirt you got from Old Navy. Dude, this shirt is so comfy. I know. It's like it looks of, it's comfortable. That, it's the type that looks like if you took it off too quick, it would rip. Yeah. Well, about? It also it looks like if you look at the dark gray spots, it looked like you were urinated on. Like someone like, well, that <laughs> you know, like someone just peed on you. That's what the that, shirt looks like. It's awful. Like a but it looks really comfortable. Wearing a NASA shirt, you know, like I was on Apollo 12. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here's some change. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. We know all the rockets were staged in a sound studio. Anyway. Um, okay. And final thoughts. No, just uh, I hope this sounds good, and I'm really happy to get at least two more listeners. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Two more. Wait, what? Wink, wink. Who's? Oh, <laughs> yeah, got it. Anyway, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Chris, do you have anything you want to plug before we end the show? Yeah, just uh, with the Don't Forget Towel, we do have a little subsidy called uh uh, defect comics uh we do have Casey has a book coming out uh hitting kickstarter later this month hollowed issue two uh he's also working on a fairy and uh, but most importantly he and i have a book called the pursuit of plastic uh which will be hitting kickstarter sometime soon uh just about our you know our good tales of of toy hunting and and intergalactic exploration so Send uh, Rock have, all coming. those links because I, we like to put those in the liner notes. For sure. I will yes. do that. I will right. do that. Yeah, send me all the links. I'll put them in the notes. Um, Chris, thanks so much for joining us. We hope you had fun. Great <laughs> stuff, Chris. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having, having me on. I've been wanting to do it and just talk politics and, and get angry. You know, it's, yes, it's one of my favorite yeah. things. Well, we right. like it, and I'd love to have you back. So please, you know, please, the invite will be coming. Yeah, dude. Um, with that being said, listeners, this is your Rockness Monster. Thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Um, don't forget our friends over at the Genesee Beard Company. Um, make sure you check them out, especially with your crazy-ass beards in this quarantine. Uh, Genesee Beard Company is going to help you out. Um, thank you to our friends at don'tforgettotowel.com. You can find a ton of cool shit on that website, especially if you're a nerd. And the coolest thing is you'll find us there, which is pretty great. Um, and uh, as Chris said, you know, again, Defat Comics, some great comics coming up. So make sure you check it out if you like comics. And don't forget our guys at Insensitive Culture Podcast um, because they're awful people, but their podcast is so good. But they're um, people too, you know. They, you know, they really, yeah, they are. They really are. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, this is the premiere of season Q. I want to call it <laughs> quarantine. Oh, that's good. All right, season Q. Thanks, everyone. Party on, Wayne. Bye.
really come from Boston.